Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. We would like to start this episode off with a bit of gratitude. Yeah, it's been a pretty incredible week here for us. At Gaze at the National Parks. At Gaze at the National Parks. We want to give a huge shout out to parkchasers.com. Yes. Parkchasers.com was started by Amy and Greg Sippel. I hope I'm saying that last name correctly. They also have an Instagram account at parkchasers. And they published an article about the top national parks podcast to listen to in 2019. And we were so honored to be on that list. Yes. I think we probably jumped up and down giddily separately. Oh my we God, weren't together so when we times. got the news. No, um, we weren't. But it was like pretty wild news to get on a Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Yes. Our mission here at Gaze at the National Parks is to connect listeners to the national parks. If somebody goes to a national park because they heard us talk about them, I feel like we have achieved our mission. I believe so. So, um, And I think that is true for all of the podcasts that are mentioned in this article. Yes. And we are honored to be among so many other incredible podcasts, incredible storytellers, who include... America's National Parks, the podcast, um, Podcast with Park Rangers. Which was created by Virtual Camper, and that's Camper with a K. Mm-hmm. Switchbacks. Um, which is an incredible podcast about these two people left their jobs and with their family for a whole year, and they went to every national park within a year. Wild Ideas Worth Living, which is not necessarily an exclusively national park podcast, but it does talk about a lot of um, outdoor outdoor adventuring, adventuring, things like that. And um, lastly, Everybody's National Parks, which is a new addition to the podcast scene, just like we are in this past year. So a big giant thank you to parkchasers.com for one, publishing that list, because I have not found another list about national parks podcasts specifically. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful to all of you that you write so many articles and that your website, which is 
beautiful and so informed, filled with glorious photos, articles, and adventures that the two of you have gone on, that you have been so transparent about sharing all of it. Yeah, and thank you for just listening. It's always a pleasure to get some feedback, and it's amazing to to hear the feedback we've gotten so far and taking the time to tune into us. Looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. I want to start this episode off by talking about Fear. The movie with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> right. Right. And Reese Witherspoon. And Reese Witherspoon. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And the guy from CSI whose name I can never remember. I don't watch that show. Yeah. I don't know her. No, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's talk about Fear. Zion National Park, which we are talking about currently on our Instagram and on this podcast, is one of the most beautiful, breathtaking, spectacular places I have ever seen in my entire life. I think stunning is the word that comes to mind for me. If we were going to give the crown to somebody, I think Zion might take the crown. I think she's at the top of my list. I think she's at the top. With her runner-up is pretty... I mean, also, I'm sure, spectacular, but she's got a marginal lead. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, However, this beautiful, spectacular place also brought up a lot of personal fear for myself, which is something we're going to get into mm-hmm. today. Not only did I discover my own fear, especially regarding climbing, mm-hmm. I also had a moment of pure terror. You did. That happened. I, I shared in that moment While with you. hiking Angel's Landing. Angel's Landing. Why is this hike in Zion called Angel's Landing? There is, I think, one of the original discoverers of the park looked when they were able to get to that point into the park, looked at that height and that structure of the the rock face and said that only an angel could land on that because it was so high in there. And I believe that it wasn't climbed for quite some time. Like, I feel like it was an they they felt that it was an unclimbable trail. They thought that it was not achievable by humans. Not achievable by humans. Without helicopter or something. Or angels just lifting you up into Mm -hmm. the air and and placing Mm -hmm. you there. In our preparation for going to Zion National Park and looking up the trails to do, Mm -hmm. Angel's Landing is like always the first one that pops up. Right. It is one of the most popular in the park, mm-hmm. probably next to the Narrows, yeah, which is the one most people who go to Zion often go to do the Narrows. Right. The Narrows were closed when we were there. I believe the river was too high. Yeah. yeah. So we couldn't, we couldn't do that. And it that. was also like April, so the water would have been really, really exactly, cold. Exactly. Because yeah. in climbing the Narrows, you have to trek through water. You yeah. have to like rent 
boots that go all the way up to your shoulders to like walk through. Well, I mean, unless it's like warmer water season and then right, you have exactly. like some water shoes on that like are have tracks Precisely. Treads. or yeah. you'll just freeze. Yeah. Otherwise. Or lose um, your feet. Or lose your feet. Yeah. Angel's Landing, in all of my research that I had done, looked like a tough but spectacular hike mm-hmm. that would result in one of the most incredible views it, that we have in America, I would venture to say, in the world. Yeah, it is definitely like a pinnacle view for me when it comes to anything that we've hiked. There's very few things that compare. I think being at the top of Machu Picchu and looking down onto the ruins, that is like one of the few comparable things that I have like out there in the natural world to being able to see what we saw at the top of Angel's Landing. Yeah, there is very, very little I would compare this to Mm -hmm. because it is just the most spectacular. It was one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen mm-hmm. with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I would say, worth the climb. Oh, 100%. After our first day in Zion, we had climbed the Hidden Canyon Trail. And done like something like 11 or 12 miles, I think, that yeah. first day. It and was... the Hidden Can- Canyon Trail, as we mentioned, had some switchbacks. It also had like some chains on some right. walls. Some it was uphill. Yep. It was flat at times. It was all of the things. Mm-hmm. And I think... A really, really great primer right. trail to doing Angel's Landing. Well, if you remember that first day, we didn't go to the visitor center that first day. We went to that outdoor store where you got your bladder and it, we asked I, the we the guys at the desk, hey, like, what do you recommend? We we're, said we, we just were gonna, got in. We're going to do Angel's Landing yep, tomorrow. We're do Angel's Landing tomorrow. Like, do you have a good suggestion for us that would maybe help us out? And they were like, oh, Hidden Canyon would be great for you guys to do. It wasn't really until after our hiking that day when we were back in Zion Village and were, you know, looking to get food that I think we actually made a stop in the visitor center to We did to talk to the Rangers there. And now here is an important moment in this journey to Angel's Landing. As we were coming back on the tram, there were people getting on from the tram stop that you need to get off at for Angel's mm-hmm. Landing. Because Hidden Canyon is further out. It's further out. Mm-hmm. So they were getting on. They had, And we asked them, you know, oh, did you just do Angel's Landing? How was it? And they were like, it was a little crowded. I would say definitely do it earlier in the day. Right. But it really is amazing. Mm-hmm. So... This all made me very, very excited to get out there in the morning. Mm-hmm. I knew we would be going very, very early, but getting out there and doing this trail to see the spectacular view that everybody was talking about. Yeah. We make it to the visitor center, and I have to say, Zion National Park, probably more than many of the national parks, is just like nailing it with the merchandise. Because they have so many different, like, stores and, like, brands with, like, incredible t-shirts. Well, I think that, you know, if we want to... I think we were kind of impressed with the fact that the village was literally right there. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think the only comparable thing for me, as far as parks go, would be Yosemite with Yosemite Village and, you know, the... This, the shops and things that are there um, and Half Dome Village like that's like a very like kind of community centered space but this is like a kind of this a thriving like town a, a like people thriving live town. people live like people outside live the right gates there. of Zion like right there it's there's, pretty wild there's not like that buffer of land you have no. to drive over no. to get to Zion it's like you arrive in this beautiful town Springdale Springdale mm-hmm. and then and Zion is literally like you, a stone's throw from mm-hmm. where you are sitting in a brewery right I had found this 
beautiful Angel's Landing t-shirt mm-hmm. at the visitor center. It was at a different, it was a, it was well, a, right. like, own retail kind it of space. It was its own yeah. retail space, yeah. but I found it and I was like, I'm going to get that t-shirt. But I, but I was like, but I can't get it until after I climb Angel's Landing mm-hmm. because I, getting it before to me felt like unlucky or jinxy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll get it after the fact. Right. I remember you hemmed and hawed about that for I a while. Did. And I was like, just get the t-shirt. And you were like, <laughs> I'm not getting a t-shirt. Right. And I was like, why not? They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Because I refuse to spend $20 on a t-shirt. Yeah. Right. I know it supports artists and I'm an artist and I should be a little bit more forthcoming there with t-shirt monies, but. Hey, do you? I get yeah, it. Yeah, you do me. I get it. So I don't get the t-shirt and we leave this place. And mm-hmm. then that was when we like checked into our Airbnb in Hurricane Right, because we originally just, we got into Zion itself probably around 2 o'clock, I think, yeah, 1 or 2. something like that. Because we were coming from Vegas, um, and so we didn't stop at the Airbnb in the morning. We, no, we so couldn't after check hiking, in until the evening. Yeah, anyway. after hiking, we had dinner at Zion Brewery, which was great. Super lovely. And then we were like, okay, we need to like really plan since we're going to get up early. And I think we went to like a Rite Aid like as we were driving oh, yeah, back we to Hurricane, did. and we like stacked up on nuts and Cliff and bars and, and like and apples and stuff. We could anything we could kind of get that we knew we were going to need. We get to the Airbnb and we get settled in, and then we pack our bags and we're like, "All right, we're going to get up very, very early." Because it's about a half hour drive from Hurricane. It was like forty five yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, and the um, trams started at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. So you could not get there any sooner. You could if you was, hiked out on the road. You could have hiked right, the road. To which I told you we're not doing that. <laughs> we will take the tram right. like normal people. Because right. it would be like an additional like Oh yeah. Few miles of hiking. Few mi- five miles I don't know. Maybe, we were of hiking. Yeah. Like and I was like, we're already doing something that's super hard. Yeah. So we're not gonna do that. Right. We are going to get in at um, a little before seven, yep. we'll wait for the tram and we'll get on the first one and we'll go right to Angel's Landing. Mm-hmm. And um, that is exactly what we did. And with that, let's take a break. All right, Mike, one has to go. This Great. is a little masochistic of me because okay. I do believe people should eat three meals a day okay. or more, however you want to do this. But one has to go. Okay. McDonald's breakfast. Okay. Trail mix all throughout the hiking day uh-huh. and snacks or a restaurant dinner. Oh. Oh. Because this is our typical eating schedule on oh. a on a hiking you mean day. Sweet cherries. Sweet sweet, sweet tomatoes. tomatoes. Why do I always say sweet cherries? Oh no. Well definitely not restaurant dinner because that is like you are in calorie deficit and you need it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say probably McDonald's breakfast because I think that's my you have too. to just snack your way through I would the day. Just eat all the all fruit the and all the trail mix and all the nuts right. all day, including right. in the morning. Right. And get rid of that McDonald's right. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I love it too. It's like mother's milk. I it love just it nurtures too. Me. I think I have to now be a little careful about how much bread I eat from yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. So yeah. things, things, to, <laughs> things to be ponder. aware of in the future. I know. Um, okay. So I don't think we've done this, tackled this before. One has to go. Whitney, Celine, Brittany. Oh, this is, this is like asking me to commit gay homicide. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I know who your answer is. This already. is 
this would get rid of this person's canon, mm-hmm. right? Their canon of music. Mm-hmm. Whitney always stays, mm-hmm. and Whitney always wins. Mm-hmm. Always. Period. The end. The end. Now, when given the choice between Celine and Brittany, my hands are like covering my face right now out of anxiety over answering this question. I would have to get rid of Brittany. Oh my God, that was a surprise. I honestly thought Celine was your answer. Wow. Sorry. And this is because like, while Brittany has given me all of the dance tracks Mm -hmm. and gives me all of the life all the time, Mm -hmm. like Celine gives me the emotion. Mm -hmm. And like when I'm having a down day, it's like I can literally go to her and her voice will just like Mm -hmm. screlt my way out of it. Screlt, what a word. Oh, yeah. Scream Mm. belt. That's like visceral. But I mean, you know, it's all coming back to me now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my life would be without that song. Um, Or... N- the the number one Celine song for me of mm-hmm. all time is Where Does My Heart Beat Now? Mm. That's, I'm getting tears in my eyes thinking about that song. That was her first single ever. And I just, mm. it was just un, mm-hmm. it was out of this world. So we are standing at the trailhead of Angel's Landing. Right. The only thing that I knew about this trail prior to doing it was Hiker from the day before had said, you're going to get to what feels like the end, but you're not at the end. Yet. Right, right. So I um, remembered that. Yeah. I remembered thinking, this is a four-hour trail, at least. I was like, I need to use the restroom. Like, there has to be. Like, that needs to be a component of it. And I would suggest that anybody that goes on the trail, because they drop you off at the trailhead, like, utilize that restroom. Utilize that restroom. Because there's none... Because it's a plumbing restroom. It is a plumbing restroom. Right. Right there. There is. And so sometimes we just give the old college try, and, you know, miracles, they happen. Yeah. We definitely (laughs) did do that. Right. We did. At the top of the trail. And then I remember thinking, like, okay, we're about to do this. Now, mind you, this is, like, the second fairly significant hike I have done in my life at this moment. Right. And I was like, all right, this is my life right now. This is what is happening. Right. So we set off. Right. And cross the road. And cross the road. You gotta cross the little you gotta cross the river, the stream that's Mm -hmm. running right there. And then you get to this path that for the first section of it is fairly flat. Yeah, and like, you're winding I mean, along for the... like a, almost a mile. Yeah, it's you're, like flat. Yeah, you're winding along like you you kind of hug up to the canyon wall. Basically, eventually, it leads you up and it hugs you to the canyon wall. Exactly. Um, and then you start to see a very slight incline. Then suddenly the switchbacks get steep, but they're also long. Like they, they are long long switchbacks. switchbacks. They are long switchbacks that go along canyon walls and, and they wrap like, around things and then right. they come back. And you're kind of like there's a little bit of like um an overhang over you too yes. like from where the path has been carved into the wall exactly. somewhat it's almost like a little bit of like like an awning of stone above you is what i'll say and this was i mean this was a fairly orange like yep like trail. red rock yep. like yeah so on those switchbacks you're pretty exposed like you're out like there's not like trees covering you the air is around you yeah as you make your way up wide wide path and they are wide paths compared to like the switchbacks of yosemite falls 
those make me want to die. Right. And just never crawl into a ball, crawl into a ball and never move again. Right. These become a stone on the These path. were not like that. No. These switchbacks. They were, almost seemed like they were very well. They were, first of all, they were very well maintained. They didn't seem like they were well They maintained. were very well maintained. Incredibly well. I just remember the general feeling I had on these switchbacks mm. at this time yeah. was these are tough. I am definitely, I found us, well, me. I was like, nope, I'm going to take a break at the end of the switchback, get some water, get some breath, and then keep going. I did not find those to be generally unpleasant No, until we got to almost the end of them. And then I was like, oh my God, there's still more. Because what I remember about those switchbacks was that because things were so exposed, it was like, oh, I think we're only going up to the, oh no, there's no, a whole lot more. No. Oh, oh, now there's a whole yeah. lot more. So there was no way to really gauge like when you were done no. with that area of switchbacks. No. We were looking at the map. Right. And Maps are like deceiving. when when you get to that area of switchbacks, it's just like back and forth and back and, and forth on the map. we thought we had done that, which we hadn't. No, we we'd hadn't, only done a portion only, of that. And not even a portion of... We had done switchbacks way ahead of that. Maps aren't to scale. Right. Maps are not right. to scale. Right. And therefore, three inches can be right. a mile on a map, and then right. sometimes like half an inch can be a mile on a map. Right. It's just how they have to do it in order to fit it all right. on a page. Size matters, guys. So, um, um, but the one thing I do remember about heading up that first part of the, the trail um, on those switchbacks is that you just kept getting these incredible views of the valley, which you'd oh. get a much more striking view from the top of eventually, right. which we did get. But like you were elevated, so you were seeing the canyon walls at different levels, and you were really getting to see... Because it was so early, too, you were seeing how the light was changing on the walls. Exactly. So it was Thank like, you, Nadine Charleston, it was who told like, us to take pictures in the It morning. was an incredible story that was being to- told via the light across the canyon walls. And, and it was slowly, th- like, angles are being right. revealed and all over was, the place. It was a beautiful blue sky. Like, the day was a perfect day to do this hike. I yes. Mean, it you, was a Sunday. We were doing it on a right. Sunday. And was it, was Easter, it Easter Sunday? It was Easter Sunday. Okay. We were climbing Mount Zion right. on Easter Sunday right. to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. This part of the hike was fairly tiring. Right. But so worth every right. every time you turn to your right or your right. left. It's like, well, there's this magnificent beauty. Right. And eventually we get to this point where it's like, it's a, it's a, a bank. Basically, you bank to the left and then you're in, like, you're, you're in a in, canyon Inside almost. of a canyon. Um, in a now, canyon within a canyon. at that bank, where you, right before you turn yeah. left, is, like, a beautiful spot for photos. Oh, yeah. We took photos there. We, we took, took photos, photos for, for other family. people. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they took photos for us, too. Exactly. Yeah. This is what was nice about turning left, going into the canyon there, is because for, like, one or two miles, I'd say, it was fairly long. It was flat. But it was also cooler and it, it was, was cooler because it was in the shade and it was flat and it was like here is a nice little break that right. you get because you just did all those switchbacks right. i think one thing to little just, did we know yeah little did we know i think one thing to remember too is that we got out of the car that morning and it was pretty cold like i remember we had a discussion about well how are we going to layer for this knowing the day was going to get warmer this and is also, also the first time we're layering right. things like this. also it's and, hotter in the canyon than at the rim right so we were trying to like really be anticipatory about that i think i had like 
hiking shorts on and a flannel with a long sleeve under that and a t-shirt. And I believe you were in those green hiking pants. I might have been. Yeah. I think I was in those... My, because you were like, oh, I can adjust these how I, I see I can fit. adjust these, yeah. That was yeah. my first time trying them out. And you had like a t-shirt and a, like a windbreaker on. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so like hiking up the switchbacks was, even though it was cool and it was the morning, we were pretty, we were generating heat. Yeah. You're so totally generating heat. We're in this like... Even on the coldest days right. where I am convinced I won't generate heat, it takes about half an hour of hiking. Oh, yeah. Or even less to the, just be like, no, all these layers are I'm coming off. I'm a radiator. Off. I'm a radiator. <laughs> right. So. Um, but so then we're in this like very cool section oh, of shadow. It was so nice. It just felt yeah. so good. And like now everybody who was tired from like the doing all the switchbacks, it's like we're getting our second right. wind and like everybody's spirits are lifted right. up again. Thank you, Jerusalem. Right. And here's the other thing. <laughs> we are there very early. Like, Dusty said we were on the tram at 7. We probably were at the trailhead and starting to hike around 7.30 or so yeah. by the time we used the restroom and, and there everything. there were quite a few people but around us. But it wasn't us. crowded. It wasn't it was, crowded, certainly. There I wouldn't were points, describe it as crowded. There were points there where were, we were just by ourselves, like, and there were people way ahead or way behind us. Right, right. No one so was really like, up with us. So it was very peaceful like to be able to experience this. You know, just the two of us, like, especially wandering through that canyon it was like, wow, this is really beautiful in a way. Like, mm-hmm. it's a different sort of beautiful from the the valley that we were able to gape at the whole way up the switchbacks. But eventually that that beauty of that cool, shadowy, long, flat path came to an, came abrupt, to an end. abrupt end. And we, we found our way on the map with that zigzaggy and switchback now, city. here are these tiny little zigzags on the map. What are these? Are these just tiny little switchbacks? Because we had, when we were on Hidden Canyon... We had seen people across the canyon from us mm-hmm. climbing Angel's Landing. Right. And so I was like, is kind of this the section where this is? And then you get to the end of this flat section inside the canyon, and you essentially are looking, and to your right are these steep, tiny, eight-foot switchbacks that go up and up and up and up. And they're, it's, yeah, it is the true meaning of the word switchback steep yeah I there mean, is a specific number like, right wasn't there we were counting or were we just counting them? we were counting them and i don't remember yeah. the number but it was enough yeah it was enough to <laughs> like go like i'm gonna do three of them and then i'm gonna breathe and then i'm gonna do three more and then i'm gonna take right. a break and i mean that is what we did for like a half hour that it took us to get to the top of right those. because Right now, in my mind, it doesn't feel like that took a long time. No, to but get, I think it did. But it took a while to get to the top of those tiny switchbacks. Then, when you get to the top, this is the part where you feel like, oh my oh, god, I'm done. I'm done. Right. You've made it to what Scouts is called look Scouts Lookout. And this is a lot of people were hanging out there. And by a lot, I mean, it wasn't like a crowd. It wasn't a beach. Not but right were, when we got there, though. Not right when we got there. <laughs> Little did we know. Little did we know. But this is the area called Scouts Lookout. Now, on the map, they have this other jut out from Scouts Lookout. That doesn't look very long. Mm-mm. But that is to get to the top of... Angel's Landing. Angel's Landing. And apparently, we found out, a lot of people will hike up to Scouts Lookout and then just turn around. 
And we were like, no, we're not going to turn around. Like, we came to get to the top of this, so let's get to the top of it. Mm -hmm. So that brought us to the section of the hike that they call the chains. And with that, let's take another break. Today in Drag Queen Corner, we're actually bringing to life a house. Mm -hmm. Now, this is house, Mm H-A-U-S. Houses come from the ball culture of New York City back in the 1980s. One would be the mother of a house, and then she would have her daughters. Right. Drag queen culture also uses these terms. For instance, the drag queen Alexis Mateo, who has appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race, she has drag daughters, meaning like other young drag queens that she has helped to blossom, develop, and grow. And one of her drag daughters, who also later appeared on a later season of Drag Race, is Vanessa Vanji Mateo, which mm-hmm. is where we get Miss Vanji from. Anyway, mm-hmm. but today in Drag Queen Corner, we are talking about a different house. The house of... Vital. The house of Vital. And mm-hmm. the mother of this house is... Gloria, Gloria Vital. Gloria Vital. Gloria Vital. Mm-hmm. Who is Gloria Vital, Mike? Gloria Vital is, I feel, she is a larger than life, like almost of a fable of a figure. She is just, yes. she's also the type of person that enters into a room and everything stops because. Oh, I feel like she, she has is... like a hallelujah chorus mm-hmm. that follows her oh, yeah. around. She's a gospel singer for sure. 100%. Mm-hmm. Gloria Vital. And she wears a lot of like, Gold. Thank you. You took the words right from my mouth. Oh my God. She's like radiating literally beams of sunlight and heaven. Yes. And clouds. She probably has a sort of like soft white cloud getup too Mm -hmm. that she has. A soft white cloud getup. Just go into my closet and get my soft white cloud getup. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Or Um, I'm doing my like gold shimmery heavenly body mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. And she loves life and she loves everything about life and its sumptuousness. She is just that aunt that you just want to be around when you're at a family gathering because she's like super fun and she just like exudes everything that's beautiful. Joy, love, peace, happiness. All it. It's and, all coming from her. Um, and the song that she would lip sync to mm-hmm. would be... Proud Mary. Oh, totally. Because then um, that drag queen is the Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. I just like big band, all the brass. Like, all of it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Gloria Vital has two daughters. Two. Who was her first Beautiful daughter? daughters. Splendora Vital. Splendora Vital. And mm-hmm. then her, uh, and then Splendora's twin S- sister, right. Centora Vital. Right. Um, and they are undoubtedly the Kelly and Michelle to Gloria's fiance. <laughs> Right. That seems right. That seems right. Oh, totally. Because, Mm -hmm. and I I do feel like her, that Gloria like travels around with like these two daughters as Mm -hmm. her accessories. And do they have songs or are they her backup singers for Proud Mary? I think what she, they're definitely her backup singers. Gloria might also be a live singer. She might just do all of her stuff live. Right, right, right. Anyway, but I feel like um, in the vein of like um, singers who let their backup singers like step forward and have a moment, Mm -hmm. that that's all Gloria does. Mm. She lets her daughters like come in and sing a verse of like something for like a second and then it's back to her. Great. Because, yeah, I do feel like Gloria is um, always the, um, yeah, I would say the center of attention, but I feel like Centora's job, right? Yeah. 
So, um, but it is a family that exudes just like all of the all of the radiance, all of the brightness, mm-hmm. all of the gold, the richness of life, all of the richness of life. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to, to the, the stage, stage the House of uh, Vital. Vital. We have to start making our way up the chains. Right. This was my understanding of the chains. There are signs all over Angel's Landing that say there are sections of this hike that have 1,000 foot drop offs on both sides. Right. You need to be prepared for that mentally, right. at least. One thing that we were warned about ahead of time is that unlike some other hikes where you have a wider path or unlike the hike that we started on when we started Angel's Landing when it was a very wide path. When you get to the section past Scout's Lookout, the path is very narrow. And when you're driving on a road, you usually have two directions in which you can go in. And unfortunately, when you head out from Scout's Lookout to Angel's Landing, there is only a one-way path. It's not like there's two ways for you to go one to go out and one to come back. Um, no. It's it's just one one singular stream out to the, the lookout point for Angel's Landing. Now, to describe what it is like, the physical shape of what it is like climbing the chains, you have around four to five feet sometimes of just like the section of rock that you are walking on. Mm-hmm. As in like, Two sides of two walls have peaked, and they have met at the top. You are walking across the top of this meeting point Mm -hmm. of these two walls. Mm -hmm. At the top here are chains that you hold on to so you do not fall. And sometimes you're actually, if I remember correctly, you are at the beginning of that, on the side of that wall. You you start on the side of a very slick kind of like... The wall has been... It, it's just slick from all the travel across it. Like, the the rock is very smooth, and the chains are in the walls. You're almost, like, on your hands and your feet, and then the chains are to your left that you grab onto before you then traverse up that kind of fin, we'll call it. This is the moment where you and I diverge in our own mm-hmm. personal experience. Yes. We start heading up these chains. Mm-hmm. What change happens in you nothing <laughs> i honestly despite the height despite everything that was going on i was having the time of my life at the top i was like this is so much fun i mean we had done hidden canyon the day before so there were so many like kind of adult jungle jimmy like we had to climb over all these things there were still some change that we were doing but there was a lot of fun and levity to it but once we were in hidden canyon you're contained. There's no drop-off. And I think I just carried that mentally with me into today or into the day that we hiked um, Angel's Landing because I was just like, this is great. Everything's easy. I like looked back at you a few times and it was a, a very different picture. I was having a very different experience. You were. So I am coming off of a real high of having like, I'm hiking and it's beautiful and like this section... Like these switchbacks were hard, but we made it and I feel so accomplished. And now we head off onto these chains mm-hmm. and all of this feeling 
completely disappears and is entirely replaced with, oh my God, I can't believe I've paid to do this. Right. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I am still doing this. We are still moving forward. Mike has convinced me to do this so that I <laughs> he could make fun of me. Right. Um which is my aim for most things. Totally. In life. Mm-hmm. Um I am making fun of an Dusty. idiot to have decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I at the time, right before, I was getting a phone call from a friend who had hiked Angel's Landing and I was like, I'm actually up here right now and she was like oh, like, you're doing the chains? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, bye. Oh, okay, bye. And she (laughs) hung up, and I I thought that was so weird and cryptic. We're making our way up, and I discover a few things about myself on this hike. Mm. One. And I discovered a few things about Dusty on this hike. I am very much afraid of heights. And this is a fear that I have only experienced one other time being at the very top of a very, very tall building. Mm -hmm. This was not something I'd ever really experienced again. I don't have an issue in planes. I don't have an issue being inside of a building and being high up, but being exposed open air, exposed open air that high up. Apparently I have a real problem with that. So that was happening. This was also happening, which was when I get frustrated or mad, I just turn into a total bitch. Mm. And that happened real fast on this trail. So we're making our way up. And under my breath, I'm like, I can't believe this. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with everyone here? I can't. Stand this. Pl- I want to get back down on and on right. and on. It was I'm literally going. two different stories happening because totally. I'm just like sunshine and happiness, and it's like a rain cloud following behind me. Now, this moment is very indicative of exactly what we were both experiencing. There was this one section that required like crawling on hands and feet, holding onto chains, and then Mike, you had done it already, and then I finish it up and I hoist myself up and we're standing on this very small area mm-hmm. of flat like ledge yep. essentially before we grab onto these other chains and you gently place your hand on my shoulder and you were like hey you're doing great and what did I say don't fucking touch me was basically <laughs> the response and I was like oh somebody has struck a nerve oh and I did and I was yeah. like well, honestly, in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, if you touch my shoulder, I could be pushed off yeah, of this ledge. Exactly. Like, and that is what I was thinking. And I honestly, I think I took it in stride, but I, like, definitely took that off as, like, a mental note for myself. Like, don't touch Dusty. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't touched him till this day. No, it's weird. Right. Um, no, but I definitely was like, okay, clearly he and I are having a very different experience. Because Hidden Canyon, we were both fine. We talked all the way through. And I think at this point, when we were on the chains, it was such hyper-focus from the both of us, but in a Your different mental capacity. was manifesting <laughs> in, like, like silence and strategery. And mine was... Strategery. <laughs> mine was manifesting in, like, complaint and frustration. Right. Now, I am not... I I am not a person that complains. I am not like, I do not walk through my life complaining about every little thing. Right. And I was kind of upset with myself. I felt very privileged to 
I, I mean, I am, we are both very privileged to have been able to do yeah. this yeah. journey. And so having these feelings and thoughts made me feel a little disgusting that it was like, oh, you're privileged enough to come here and then you're going to complain about it. Like there was yeah. that too. And by the way, at this point too, there have other there are other people obviously that have reached the the peak before us, reached the top of Angel's Landing. So we're getting some slow, maybe one or two people that are coming back as we are heading out. And it's so but it's, it's really not that like, big a deal. It's not that big a deal. And really like the them. right of way is the person that's coming back, you move to the side and you let them pass you. Yes. Um, and then after they've passed, you keep going. Again, let's just remember this and file this away for later on our journey back. Right. Um, So we are climbing up on these chains, and it was only a half a mile distance, but it felt like an eternity. mm -hmm. And then we finally make it up to the very, very top. Instead of rejoicing, I found a rock. And I grabbed onto it, and I just hugged that rock (laughs) for about 15 minutes. Yeah. While you went gallivanting off toward ledges, taking all the photos. I did. I, again. And I think I didn't allow myself to really, as much as I was focused and enjoying myself and not really fearful on the way out, I don't think I really allowed my periphery to like take over my peripheral vision. I didn't look really too much to the left and right. I was really focused in on what I was doing, but not afraid of what was to my left or right. I certainly did because um, you couldn't avoid it. I couldn't avoid it. The views are unbelievable. There's nothing that you can really compare to. You are so high up above the valley and to be able to see the sun streaming in, to be able to see like the roadway and the tiny cars and tiny people down below, the river, it's just, you feel like you're looking at a miniature, like, like world below you. It's, it's really, really quite stunning. And at this point, I would say there's like probably 25 to 30 people. And it's a pretty big area up there. It's larger than I thought it was going to be. It's almost equatable, like as far as it's pretty flat and it goes out pretty far. Um, I think you could have there were a few people that went probably a little further than they probably should have gone. Oh, yeah. um, no, and you were like, you, absolutely Carl. not. No. Um, um, let me just say, I didn't take, I think I took maybe three photos when we were up mm-hmm. there because I was purely terrified. I was so terrified because I was like, I am this high in the air. If I move the wrong way, I could just fall off a ledge here. Right now. When you're up that high up at the top, like that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. You there is plenty of flat space up there, but we did sit up there and we ate all, all the of, snacks, all the snacks. We had and a little we chipmunk had a friends, bunch of chipmunk friends which who wanted some snacks. Crazy that they're, they're that, high, they're up that the high up in the air, but they know their audience. They're like, oh, Don't they? I'm gonna come and get while the getting is. You good. are gonna have some trail mix, <laughs> and well, I want it. Right, and um, they were brave. They were like right up to like toes and like boots they did not shy away not no at not all. at all they in were like kind of way. oh your hands right there i'm gonna walk over your hand you know like i'll walk right up to your hands like i don't care and not that we were actively feeding them by any means no but it was just like they were like anticipating what was to come like obviously someone's dropping something but the top of Angel's Landing is often a spot where, you know, people stand at the ledge and they, like, get people to take their picture for their social media and their dating websites and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, no, no, forget all of this. I'm not doing any of this today. 
Like, I am just going to focus on being alive. And getting that t-shirt. <laughs> and I am not telling, I am not kidding with you when I tell you that um, I wanted that cute t-shirt so I badly. that t-shirt. And I was like, no, I've got to finish this hike in order to get that shirt. Right. That is the thing that kept me going. <laughs> We hang out for a little while. I would say like a good twenty minutes to a half hour. Yeah, up and there. then I was like, "Okay, we've it's time to go. It's time to go down." Yeah. So, what was nice about going down the chains is that you can hold on to the chains and you can sit and scoot, do a little sit and scoot. And I liked this because um, I felt like I could take up more space on rock and feel like I had a little more grasp of. Uh, you know, the land beneath me. Right. Now, keep in mind, too, it's probably around, like, 9.30 or so on a return. Right. And at this point, no longer is it, oh, here's one or two people coming back. We are part of, like, a caravan of people heading back. And there are throngs of people coming out. throngs of people coming up. So we're making our way down. We're sitting and scooting on the chains it is not a 1000 foot drop off on both sides the entire way occasionally there will be something here and then occasionally there will be something there and then it'll be on both sides and then it'll just be on one side it's this amalgamation of just like treacherous scary terrain you have to track so we're on our way down and we're sitting and scooting and i lose a hold of the chain and i slip and i slide about eight feet down this rock face. Mm-hmm. You were ahead of me. What else is new? My life did not flash before my eyes, but this is what went through my mind. I slipped and I fell and I slid. Now, I was. this was not like a little tiny fall. This is like I am on my back and I am sliding downward on a, like a 35 degree angle, I mm-hmm. would say. This part of my mind just took over that was like, oh no, this is not how you die today. <laughs> And then it's not what the gypsy told me. <laughs> there was a tree right next to a tree with a root. And right. There were a few trees around. And I grabbed onto that tree. And then I made my way to a standing position. Now, had I slid about 10 more feet, yeah, I'd be looking at a cliff edge. And mm-hmm. I could have, that could have been a fatality, to be frank. Right. And I stood up and you turned around and you were looking at me horrified. Like you were a ghost all of the like color had run out of your body. And I said this, I said, I'm not going to emotionally process what just happened. Right. And so we're back on until the ground. We're back on the ground. <laughs> and you went, uh, okay, 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 great. But this is what this did to me for the rest of the track down. Now we are making our way through these throngs of people who are coming up. Right. Now I am not kidding you when I say it's like, okay, you stay there. I'm going to put my leg around your shoulder and I'm going to climb over you and then you can climb under my leg as I get over it, right? Yeah, it's really like pretzely. Super pretzely. As people are making their way up the chains, you're in front of me and people are asking the two of us, they're like, oh, well, is it worth it? And Mike is going, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's spectacular. (laughs) It's amazing. And I'm behind going, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. I think I could see the same thing from down there. And so many people (laughs) turned around (laughs) when they saw me do that. Because then I was just pissed off. Right. I mean, I do have to say the view from at the top of Angel's Landing is, I think, yeah, one of the most spectacular, beautiful, worth it views ever. 
you are technically speaking looking at the same thing when you're at Scouts Lookout and even when you're in that embankment down a little further. The angle is not as high and it's not as grand, but you are technically seeing the same area of land. Is this your disclaimer? That's my disclaimer. Disclaimer for anyone who doesn't feel like they want to trek out. And I understand. And it is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. This is happening like the whole way down the chains. And then we get back to Scouts Lookout and then I take a moment of an emotional moment and I'm like, okay, that almost happened. That could have been really, really, really horrible and fatal, but we're okay. And we're going to keep going. We played a lot of games on the way down. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, please mentally distract please me. Please mentally distract me from what just happened. <laughs> right. Right. And then we took a deep breath and we just kept making our way down. So we want to be really honest about something, is that sometimes hikes are dangerous. Angel's Landing is considered a dangerous hike. Unfortunately, there have been a number of fatalities on Angel's Landing. It is an unfortunate reality. So always staying safe, always checking the weather. I make fun of Mike all the time for being obsessive with checking the weather, but it is for our own safety. Mm -hmm. They say, do not hike Angel's Landing if there is a lot of wind. Um, which is a smart move to make. And there was no wind that day we were there. No, it was a beautiful, pristine, like, blue sky kind of day. So I can understand why you wouldn't want to be up there. I mean, up to Scout's Lookout, sure. That is a totally satisfying view that you get from Scout's Lookout. Yep. Um, And so you can still experience the beauty and wonder of this trail Mm -hmm. and what it has to offer Mm -hmm. without doing the chains. Yeah. So this is our reminder to you to stay safe on the trails, be aware, know who's around you, and stay present. It's time for Jeopardy. What is your category today, Mike? My category is titled Stairway to Heaven. Um, And it's inspired by our hike up Angel's Landing. Um, In this category, I'm going to describe a ancient society or um, current society's view of what heaven was. And you'll need to name the society (gasps) based off of the clue. I'm fascinated by this. I'm ready. All right. Um, In... Tlaloc, the spirits of the dead from this ancient Mesoamerican culture that had step pyramids and jaguar gods were blessed with eternal bliss and the company and hospitality of the rain god. I mean, you did have to die by drowning or lightning to get there, but I hear the amenities were exceptional. Is this one of the Aztecs? That's correct. Great. Great. So you got the just... I got it. Great. Stairway to heaven for 200. While Gan Eden sounds like Garden of Eden, it is anything but in this final destination for the deserving of this Abrahamic faith. Just pray you don't have to spend 12 months in Gehenna atoning for all your sins first. What is uh, Judaism? That's correct. Oh, okay. All right, stay away to heaven for 300. In Folkvanger, the goddess Freya presided and welcomed in the non-warrior dead of this ancient Germanic mythology. I have no idea. What is the Norse mythology? Norse mythology. Norse mythology. Great. Stairway to Heaven for 400. T. 
Tirnanog is also known as the Island of the Young, in which mortals were normally banned unless they underwent tremendous trials or were invited by fairies, like you and I, in this European country's ancient myths. Um, was, is it like Celtic or Irish? Yes, Irish. Irish. Great. Wonderful. And Stairway to Heaven for 500. Great. Elysium was once a place where only mortals who were in favor of the gods could enter. That eventually changed, and all good mortals were allowed into this afterlife paradise of this culture's mythology. What is ancient Greece? That is correct. Yes. Well done. Only one tripping you up there. And I Um, feel like... I thought of that Shakespeare quote when Viola arrives in Illyria in Twelfth Night. They're like, where is your brother? They've been in a shipwreck. And Mm -hmm. she goes, "Um, you're an Illyria lady. And she goes, my brother, he is in Elysium. Mm. Meaning he's died and Mm -hmm. moved on Mm -hmm. to the afterlife. Yeah. Um, Great. Are you ready for my category? I am. My category today is called um, Angels... In the movies. Oh. And you have to identify the film with the word angel in it based on a quote from the film. Great. I Are just licked ready? the mic. <laughs> you just licked the mic because you're so excited. Mm-hmm, I'm so excited. Angels in the movies for 100. Great. Once upon a time, there were three very different little girls who grew up to be three very different women with three things in common. They're brilliant, they're beautiful, and they work for me. What is Charlie's Angels? Correct. <laughs> Great. Are you ready for two? I am ready. I'm so ready. If Charlie's Angels full throttle is the next clue, I'm even more ready. Okay. This has nothing to do with my work. The path of illumination is a hidden trail through Rome itself that leads to the Church of the Illumination, the place where the Illuminati would meet in secret. If I can find the senyo, the sign that marks the beginning of that path, the four churches along it may be where he intends to murder your cardinals. What is Angels and Demons? Correct. The better of the Dan Brown books. It's I an excellent say. Dan Brown book. I did mm-hmm. not love the film, but yeah. You no, know, the film that kind of like mm-hmm. screwed the pooch on. Ready, here we go. God, if there is a God, if you're a man or a woman, if you're listening, I'd really, really like a family. My dad says that will only happen if the Angels win the pennant. The baseball team, I mean. So. Maybe you can help them win a little. Amen. Or, oh, a woman too. Is it Angels in the Outfield? That is correct. Yes. That is a young Joseph Gordon Levitt Mm -hmm. saying that. I just, the tear to my eye right now. I know. Jago Love. Okay, here we go. This one is a very, very brief quote, but I think you're going to get it. Great. But I have to go into a dialect to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm an angel sent by God. Psych, this is not a movie. This was a television program. Oh, is it Angels in a... Uh, is it um, Touched by an Angel? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roma Downey in her Irish dialect. Mm-hmm. Finally. I'm an angel sent by God. <laughs> I can't do it. Not as well as Angel you. sent by God. <laughs> sent by God. Okay, here we go. Great. Finally. This is kind of a trick one. Mm-hmm. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he's done. You know what I'm going to give you, snakes? I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. 
So it's from one of the Home Alone films, mm-hmm. and it is the films that were embedded in those films, yes, which correct. aren't actually real films, which no. like a bunch of celebrities just realized this holiday season. Right, right. It's like only angels, like... <sighs> shoot, I don't know. It's, it's like called Angels with Filthy Souls. There we go. And then in Home Alone 2, the sequel was called Angels with Even Filthier Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. It's a it's another round of Jeopardy. Not as cutthroat as some of our others. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. The theme song and original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Zion National Park, that we were on the traditional lands of the Southern Paiute people. On our next episode, we will journey up five more trails in Zion National Park.